This is the Behind Enemy Lines podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you the inside track on Liverpool FC's next opponents. Hello, it's Paul Wheelock and welcome to the Behind Enemy Lines podcast to get the lowdown on Liverpool's opponents in the FA Cup fourth round, Shrewsbury Town. Now, no matter what team Jurgen Klopp selects at New Meadow, the Reds will be favourites to progress to the last 16 of the competition. But as we'll find out over the course of this podcast, games like these are no strangers to Shrewsbury and there will be certain members of their squad who will be particularly fired up. Another person who cannot wait for the match is Lewis Cox, the Shrewsbury Town reporter for the Shropshire Star and also a huge Liverpool fan who you may have seen posting from time to time in the Blood Red podcast group on Facebook. I had the real pleasure of speaking to Lewis over the phone on Friday towards the end of what has been a very busy week for him, which has seen him talk to the likes of Virgil van Dijk, Nico Williams and John Barnes, who was part of the last Liverpool team to take on Shrewsbury. And you can find out how all that went and more over these next 20 minutes or so. Enjoy and we'll be back after the match with the post-game podcast. Behind enemy lines on the Blood Red channel. Well, hi, Lewis. Thank you very much for joining me on the Blood Red podcast to look ahead to Shrewsbury Town versus Liverpool in the FA Cup on Sunday. How are you doing, mate? No, uh, Paul, yeah, thank you. It's an absolute pleasure to be here, sort of, you know, for reasons I'm, I'm sure we'll speak about pinching myself to, to be on. But no, you know, busy, crazy week from us from a Shrewsbury Town point of view. It's It's been mad. It's been mental. Haven't really got a second to breathe. But here we are we're near the end of the week. So, it's nearly Sunday. Happy day. Yeah, before we get into just how excited you are personally for the match, just what is the feeling then around the town and in and around the club? Yeah, um, absolute hype, buzz. You know, it's it's really come alive, really. I mean, I wouldn't say that as a town, it's it's a, a big football town, but it's certainly a family club, you know, a, a town club um, in that sense. So when there's a big occasion, you know, it, it spreads to everyone. The the, the part-time fans that don't really go each game, you know, take note, obviously. And um, it's, it's a great occasion. There's a real buzz and it's been growing almost daily throughout the week. And, and you know, there's the ticket thing and, and it's been going on sale to, to various ticket holders with a certain amount of loyalty points. So it, it feels like fans have been waiting each day for their kind of day to, to grab the golden <laughs> ticket almost. Like, you know, it's, it, yeah, the... They're in short supply here. I mean, obviously, it's sold out now, but, um, yeah, absolutely great occasion for, for not just the club, you know, the, the town and the area, certainly. Yeah, it is the European champions and world champions coming to town and, and whatever team Jurgen Klopp selects, I'm, I'm sure it, it will be favourites to win the game. But is it, it right exactly. that Shrewsbury, as a club, have been involved in some big matches over the years and in, in the recent years too? Yeah, they, they've got pedigree in this competition, Paul. They're, they're absolutely no strangers to uh, to big days in the FA Cup. Obviously, you're right. You know, this is different level. European champions, that doesn't happen very often, if ever. World club champions, you know, hopefully, obviously, the season Liverpool are having, we're all hoping. Um, but, you know, what a year to get them. Recently, I think going back a handful of years, 2016, they had Manchester United down at the Meadow. That that was obviously a, a crazy experience to have United. It was Van Gaal's United, so not the Fergie era, but it's it, it, great hype, but a bit of a damp squib. United won 3-0. Shrews didn't really turn up. That was actually Mickey Mellon's Shrews. No, uh, Tramia. He'll be coming uh, for a big cup at himself. Yeah. He'll be facing United for a second time in the FA Cup. Uh, Mickey Mellon, pleased for him. Um, but yeah, they're no strangers. Last season alone, alone, they got to the fourth round. So this is back-to-back fourth rounds for Shrewsbury, which is an incredible effort um, by Sam Ricketts, really the manager, uh, young manager, as I say. So they, they they played Wolves in the fourth round last year, got a draw at the Meadow. Obviously, there's local interest there. Wolverhampton is, is 
not a long way from Shrewsbury, got a draw, took them back to Molyneux. I mean, that you, that sold out. And that tells you how big that was from a Wolves mm-hmm. point of view, from a, from a Shrewsbury point of view. That, that was mega. And they actually led at Molyneux at one point, which was unbelievable. You know, they'd knocked Stoke out in the previous round. But their, their pedigree, you know, a couple of years ago in the, in the FA Cup, it was West Ham. You know, got a draw nil-nil at the Meadow and took them to the London Stadium. Uh, which was an unbelievable experience, you know, for Shrewsbury. And they took them all the way to extra time there before sadly losing. Um, going further back, you know, this, de- this decade, or certainly the 2010 decade alone, they've right at the start of it, they had a trip to the Emirates um, 2014. Chelsea came to the Meadow in the League Cup. They were about three minutes away from a draw there. Um, yeah, real, real pedigree, to be honest, Paul. It's just the one thing I would say is there have been a couple of moments where they've Almost been the Neely man, you know, mm-hmm. rolled over by Manu, but on some occasions, you know, Wolves, um, Chelsea, West Ham, just just almost got on the over the line, but not quite. It's been almost what might have been. So we're all kind of thinking, could this be the one? You know, this this of all of the ones, this is the one that you know, this is the one worth winning. Like you know, the European champions, of course. And I think it's fair enough to say if Jurgen was to rotate his side like he did against Everton in the last round, it probably would give Shrewsbury a, a better chance, despite the fact we all saw the performance against Everton, just how good some of those young players are. Yeah. But Sam Ricketts, the Shrewsbury manager, has said that he wants Jurgen Klopp to name a full-strength side. Is that kind of the <laughs> viewpoint that he's widely held in uh, in Shrewsbury? I think he was being genuinely serious. I do. And that's because of the occasion, isn't it? You know, I'm sure the players and the fans as well, and, and us as local press, you know, we'd rather see... I'm taking my, uh, we'll get onto it, but I'm taking my Liverpool supporting hat off here. Uh, Mane, Salah, Firmino, Van Dijk, you know, Henderson, Alisson on the pitch at the Meadow. But, you know, and and I'm sure Ricketts would rather go up against that. I'm sure the Shrewsbury players, of course, would rather go up against that. But I think we're all sensible enough to know that that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, like you said, you know, everyone is well aware of what that second string side with with the uh, sort of bench players, with with the the starlets, did against Everton. You know, they 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 sent a real note of warning there, didn't they, against Everton's first team on what was an unbelievable day, really. And and to think that you know Shrewsbury is the next location for that team. The the one thing I would say is that the the setting of of how it was at Anfield, you know, and that occasion, that that atmosphere, that that derby atmosphere, that pristine pitch at Anfield. It's going to be very different at the Montgomery Waters Meadow on Sunday tea time. You know the the pitch is a little bit cut up. You know it's it's not quite at the at the condition that the tram is. Is you know that that's obviously thankfully spotlight. <laughs> yeah, it, it's not that bad, but it is. It's seen better days even for League One level. So it's going to be a long way below Anfield standards. Obviously, um, it'll be tight. You know, not like Anfield. Obviously, there'll be you know it's Shrewsbury's Cup final, isn't it? It's it's. It's the biggest day, the biggest opponents you could ever possibly imagine, really. So, you know, the, it will be raucous, you know, a, a different kind of atmosphere to Anfield, you know. And, uh, yeah, can, you know, will, will the pitch and the conditions and uh, mean it's a different sort of factor, a different game for these young Liverpool players and it might not go their, their way kind of thing? I think those things sort of, you know, just... If it's slightly in Shrewsbury's favour, obviously they're mammoth underdogs, you know, and it would be the sort of um, giant killing of the of the century, really. I mean, the century's only just started, but you know what mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah, um, definitely. You know, it'd be, it'd be an unbelievable achievement. It's heavily uh, against Shrews, but I think they they quite fancy themselves in the underdogs tag, certainly. 
you spoke about the young players there that Liverpool will no doubt be fil- fielding on Sunday yeah. and one's Nico Williams the impressive young right back and yes. you were at Wolves on Thursday night doing a bit of a scouting mission uh, <laughs> yeah, and that's, relax- that's what I called it for definitely a journalism term that we, we've all done in the past <laughs> and uh, yeah. he, he didn't play Nico but you did get a chance to speak to him after the game yes. and what did he have to say I know we, we can see it on the Shropshire Star website this coming weekend by the time this podcast out it will always be online so I'd check yeah. that out but what, what was the kind of crux of the conversation do you know what? well I went down to the mix zone uh, just just hopefully to, to get who I could and, and Nico who was on the bench at Molyneux walked past and, and I was able to, to get him and he stopped and, and happily talked and you know obviously sort of suggested that we, you know they hadn't had the, the meeting the chats about the game yet but you know and he didn't even say he was a dead cert to start but I think he knows and we know he will mm-hmm. you know he will play it right back and and he he you know Fair play to him. For a young 18-year-old, he spoke very well and he, he bigged it up as, you know, this is an occasion and another experience. Whenever we pull on, as an 18-year-old, that Liverpool shirt, you know, I'm, I'm as an 18-year-old lad, you know, coming through the academy, doing everything I can to, to impress. It doesn't matter we're up against Everton or, or Shrewsbury Town. It doesn't matter. You know, we're still doing everything we can for as a Liverpool player, you know. And I think that we all know that, don't we, in that what Klopp's done goes not from the first team all the way down. You yeah. saw it from the kids playing against Arsenal, you know, Villa, Everton. And, and I'd expect, you know, th- there is the feeling, isn't there, of, of are these kids and maybe reserve players going to come to Shrewsbury and, and not have the right attitude, um, take it lightly, take it for granted, uh, complacency. And that's when it could go well for Shrewsbury. But knowing Klopp as we do, and, and Nico Williams came, you know, came across with this, um, you know, they're not going to come with that that arrogance, that, that attitude, are they? It just doesn't happen in with any player in a Jurgen Klopp team. So that just makes it even more difficult for Shrewsbury, I would say. Uh, but no, it was a pleasure speaking to him. And obviously, I, I, I got the chance to chat with Van Dijk as well, Virgil, which will also be on our website. And what a great experience that was to get him talking about Shrewsbury Town. That doesn't happen very often. Behind Enemy Lines on the Blood Red Channel. Not at all. And let's face it, we as journalists, you have to keep your profession, uh, be professional at all times, but we're not getting away from the fact that you are a Liverpool fan as well. And when okay. you found yourself speaking to Virgil van Dijk on Thursday yeah. night, it must have been a bit of a moment where you almost pinched yourself a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's surreal, living the dream kind of week, to be honest, uh, Paul. Yeah, absolutely crazy, really. Um, couldn't quite believe it. You know, one of those moments that's happening and you can't quite believe it's happening. And, uh, you, you know, got home that night and kind of thinking, did that happen? You know, <laughs> am I going to wake up from this weird dream at some point or wake up in the morning? And, it, you know, I didn't, you know, obviously I, I chanced my arm to get in the mix zone and, and try and get what I could Shrewsbury related. I fancied myself to get someone like a young a youngster. I thought I yeah. might get a, a Lalana, hopefully, who, you know, I know he was obviously ill ill on Thursday night, but um, but could have been captain on Sunday, say. But to get Virgil to, to stop, I mean, talks about the the quality of the man really doesn't he I mean he didn't have to at all but uh, you know I told him I was a Shrewsbury Town reporter he he gave it a little smile and said I'm not sure I'm the person you want to be speaking you know I'm not sure I'm going to be there on the pitch but I just said I know I know you're not going to be in the heart of that defence but you know (laughs) just just tell me what I want to hear kind of thing and and he was he was great you know he came out with you know we won't disrespect Shrewsbury Town and we know you know it's going to be a a difficult challenge you know the, the players that play know it's going to be difficult but you know this is this is our Liverpool team. We know the attitude we've got to have, kind of thing. But yeah, for absolutely surreal to speak to him, and uh, I, you know, even someone of the future like Unico Williams earlier in the day, 
I, uh, I was fortunate enough to, to have a conversation over the phone with John Barnes. Wow. Um, and, you know, a bit, bit before my era, but obviously I'm a, so a fanatical fan from, from, you know, my dad telling me stories about the 80s and watching videos. What a you know, player. Pinching myself. In the same day, I'm speaking to Barnes, Van Dyke, Nico Williams, you know, kind of like past, present and future. And it's cra- crazy week. Great experience for me. Absolute dream. Yeah. Living the dream this week. And certainly Sunday will be, you know, working a Liverpool game, very surreal. And, you know, I'm not going to hold it back. I'm absolutely hoping for a replay, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the only, well, Jurgen Klopp will definitely not be hoping for that, but we'll, we'll probably come on no. to that later. No. Just just because the FA Cup is basically a bonus for Liverpool this year, isn't it? I don't think anyone expected to beat Everton in the last round, given the experience in the Everton ranks. And, and let's face it, it's the Premier League that what every Liverpool supporter to wants. And yeah. we this question is asked on our podcast all the time, like no doubt you've heard yourself, but is it coming yeah. back to Anfield? It's 16 points the difference to second place City now after that win o- over Wolves. As a supporter, yeah. do you think it's done? Well, it, it, frankly, it still terrifies me, the thought of it, you know. And um, I, I messaged my dad after the win at Wolves Thursday night and... Um, I said, you know, beginning to look at, at dates of how we can get up for the parade, you know. <laughs> and he, he just replied to me with a couple of laughing faces. Um, you know, it's it's it. Every neutral, every non-Liverpool fan is telling you it's absolutely done and dusted, isn't it? Of course it is. Look at look at Liverpool this season. They're not dropping any points, let alone sixteen. Do you know no, what six I mean? Six defeats, and, and, just no chance. And, and and that means, and that also means City winning all of theirs, which obviously they're they're not doing, are they, at the moment? Um, so. You kind of take your Liverpool scepticism away from it and say, of course it's happening, but you almost dare to say it, aren't you really? I think the run we, uh, say we as Liverpool, have just come through, you know, Spurs, United, Wolves and and done how, how we have is unbelievable, yeah, really. And, and the run for this season, I mean, you know, when has there ever been anything like this, this record in any top league, you know, ever? They're, they're putting the invincible of, team of Arsenal's into the shame aren't they putting the yeah. City team in the last two seasons we thought raised the bar that couldn't be ever reached and Liverpool it's, actually raising it again it's staggering and, and the win at Wolves I think I heard on the Blood Red actually um, that it, you know some of the, the fans saying it was the hardest um, the, the hardest game of the season uh, win of the season I'd, I'd go along with that I mean obviously I was there very fortunate to see it obviously because of the Shrewsbury work thing I don't get to go to live games yeah. um, and actually I I watch Liverpool um, every 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 match pretty much, and obviously I see it all. Uh, but you know, seeing them live for the first time at Wolves, and I think we all know how good Wolves are. I, I know they've had some some wobbles recently, but they're a top side. Uh, I can vouch for that from being round this neck of the woods. Traore, we heard what Klopp had to say about him, but the way Liverpool handled them, uh, you know, weathered the storm, and you know, mentality monsters came back into it late on again. You know, it looked like. Bobby Firmino had passed up the chance, but then buries that one. I mean, just I, I said to my Wolverhampton, uh, to my Wolves reporting colleague, who uh, I'm sure was delighted to have me sort of uh, <laughs> <laughs> jumping around in the last the, the winning goal next to him. I, I, I said to him, sort of end of the first half, I said, just seeing these Liverpool players live, actually led by Hendo, the, the word that jumped out to me was just hungry. Mm-hmm. Hungry, you know, that was just the word. Yeah, how hungry they are for it. It just screams out at you when when you're there watching them. Yeah, unbelievable. Um, are, are they going to do it for? Well, I dare to dream. You know, as we all do. Like, 
definitely. Yeah, well, you can clear from hearing you there just how passionate you are about Liverpool as a supporter. And it's not just yourself, though, is it? Am I right in saying there's at least two players in the Shrewsbury squad They were big Liverpool fans themselves? Yes, yes certainly two. Um, actually, one you, you may not realise, which hasn't really been brought up that much, mainly because he didn't didn't really want to talk to it in the build-up, is the manager as well. Oh, there really? Oh, right. Is a, is, is a bit of a... I say closet red. Um, he didn't, <laughs> didn't really want it, want it out of the closet um, in the build-up to this game. So I might have done him a disservice. Just outed there. him there. <laughs> yeah, just just outed him. Sorry, Sam. Um, I'm sure we've been listening. <laughs> I won't be sending him the link. Hopefully. No, no, no. Yeah, um, yeah. Don't retweet this when we do it after. No, <laughs> no but um, yeah, he he um, he grew up with an interesting background. Actually, not his family, not so much in football. So he was. You know, not an ardent red. Obviously, he was he was actually from from more down south, and um, but but with a passive interest, you yeah. know, of, of the great Liverpool sides. Um, had a couple of trips to Anfield. I think he did. He told me he loved John Barnes. So there's another link there. But yes, reds in the side. Um, certainly, the one I would mention first is is Sean Worley, who is uh, you, you speaking about about him to me before. There, um, very highly regarded at Shrewsbury. He's actually their longest serving player. He's an attacker, sort of a winger by trade, and. He's a jinky old wing, you know, winger for a 32-year-old now. He still can shift. He can really move, and he's really sort of deceptive. You know, quick feet. He, he'll most likely they don't really play with wingers anymore under Sam Rickers. So he might be in a in a sort of front two, just off um, another Merseysider in the team, who's actually a blue. So we'll get onto him in a bit. Uh, <laughs> Callum Lang, the striker. So yeah, two two scousers sort of in attack, as you were. One red, one blue. And uh, and there's a young, um, there's a very interesting tale really. There's a young Sam Hart, who is a left-sided sort of defender, wing back, um, who checked in on loan at Shrewsbury only last week as a bit of an emergency because Shrewsbury had Ryan Giles on loan from Wolves. Yes. Then neighbors and Wolves had to recall him, which was a big shame for everyone really because Giles had helped Shrewsbury all season, helped book them this date, and the poor lads had to miss out on it. You know, obviously he was actually on the bench for Wolves on Thursday night, but is not expected to feature for Wolves. So they had to act quickly, Shrewsbury. And they took young Sam Hart on loan from Blackburn. Now, Blackburn is where Sam Hart moved to after leaving Liverpool. Yes. Having come came through the, the Liverpool Academy as a as a red. He's not a scout, so he's, he's more of a... He's from Bolton, I think. But mm-hmm. uh, picked up by Liverpool, came through, played similar, similar age groups and similar time to, to Trent. I think he's... Um, I don't want to do him a disservice because he's very modest by saying that he's he's quite pally with Trent still. Yes. Um, so and he hasn't featured for Town yet in his in his sort of first game, the league game last weekend. He was an unused sub, so he could make his Shrewsbury Town loan debut against you know his boyhood former club, which is I don't know where his head is at, but that must be absolutely mental. Yeah, absolutely um, crazy that big one. Yeah, the the lad he must be pinching himself to be honest. I don't know where his uh, his loyalties at. He said he'd be uh, you know if he weren't if he hadn't had this, this loan to Shrewsbury he'd be on the sofa cheering on the Reds. You know, <laughs> uh, but but wouldn't it just be written if he you know I don't know if he's going to start. There's actually a, a fitness sort of doubt over their left sort of wing back Scott Goldborn. So if he does come in, wouldn't it just be written if he sort of popped up with something you know? And actually. Um, he was an academy lad that never sort of featured competitively for the first team, but Klopp did give him his debut in a friendly against Mainz in mm, that wow, sort of heavy yeah. um, early days heavy of Klopp. Yeah, defeat. I think it was five nil. But he, uh, Sam Hart, told us of how uh, Klopp and the club sort of jetted him out privately to um, to get on. You know, which is crazy experience for him. But and here he is, you know, full circle for him. 
And the other player you mentioned was uh, another striker, wasn't he? And uh, he's an Evertonian. He's from Merseyside, but he's an Evertonian. Isn't he be, yes. should be playing up front alongside Sean Worley. Yes, so that's Callum Lang, who I mentioned. Yeah, lads, uh, 21-year-old Shrewsbury have taken on loan from Wigan this season. Uh, he's a good player. You can tell, you know, when, when they take sort of loan players from the divisions above and these lads have got some, I mean, he's only young. You can tell he's got something, you know, he's, he's, uh, he's got a bit of everything up front. He's busy, energy, can play the loan role, can hold it up strong, skillful as well. Um, he's had a few other loans where he's found the back of the net. So, you know, as an Evertonian, I think he's, uh, I mean, what a, what a night for him. Let, you know, I've, I've been being, he was in the crowd, like I said to you, as an Everton fan at oh. Anfield. And he has been on many, many trips to Anfield as an Evertonian. And as we know, that hasn't gone well since 99. <laughs> um, so he's had a lot of disappointments uh, across Stanley Park. But for him to now, you know, he's obviously got his whole Everton family on his side, you know, with, willing him on to obviously do it. And I've I've just got a little, a little inkling that he could play a part. I really have. I think it's just sort of written for him. I mean, in, in the third round last year, while he was on loan at Oldham, he scored the winner at Craven Cottage to knock Premier League Fulham out. Yes. You know, so he's even got pedigree in the in the competition against Premier League sides. You know, he's recently back from injury. Um, spoke to us in the and in, in the national press in the week and gave us some great lines. I think his other half. I mean, you can read this on on the Star website, but his other half is a red. You know, so I don't <laughs> know be where, fun in that household. Where, I don't know where her loyalties lie. I said to him, if you do anything, uh, Callum, are you going to be in the doghouse when you get home? <laughs> <laughs> the locks may have been changed. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it's just, you know, loads of great stories. But I just got a little, um, I might be putting a quid on 1-0 Callum Lang, you know, as much as I don't want Liverpool to yeah. lose, you know, and I want the draw. I just think he, he might play a part, young Langy. You're talking okay. about Everton there and how Callum was at Anfield for the uh, the third round tie. And it was probably, God, Everton's, Everton have lost a lot of derbies in recent years, but that was probably yeah. the most humiliating and embarrassing. But probably the most humiliating and embarrassing FA Cup defeat came uh, 17 years ago, then at Shrewsbury at their old gay meadow ground. Can you Absolutely. see a repeat? I know you've already said you'd, you'd take a draw now, but what, yeah. what's your verdict then? What's your verdict for Sunday? Um, I think something special might happen wow I do I don't I don't know why I honestly don't know why and obviously I've sort of got loyalties in both camps and I've got heart and head going all through you know like I really don't but I, I could see a little a 1-1 I could I could see Shrewsbury have never been to Anfield only other meeting was at Gay Meadow in 96 a lot of people want to go to Anfield you know and, and I could just see them maybe frustrating Liverpool early on Maybe the young players of Klopp's young lads getting frustrated. It's not going their way. Shrewsbury like to defend. They will defend. Um, and then maybe something could happen. So I'm going to hang my hat on 1-1 and a trip to Anfield. Thank you very much. And a trip that Jurgen Klopp would definitely not want because all his winter break plans would, would <laughs> go up in smoke, wouldn't they? But, uh, I, think, not... I think he might run on the pitch and kick it into his own goal. Klopp, <laughs> if it's going to a <laughs> We will see. Lewis, I've really, really enjoyed that, mate. I'm sure all the listeners have as, as well. And I Thanks, say this mate. to every kind of fellow journalist or fan of the opposition uh, enjoy the game but in this instance really do enjoy the game because <laughs> it's, it's great to see speak to someone who's obviously got such passion for Liverpool as well as the job that they do. Yes, mate, living the dream. Thank you so much for having me on. It's, it's uh, a bit surreal having uh, having listening to you all the time, but no, you obviously always do a great job and uh, yeah, keep it up. You've been listening to the Behind Enemy Lines podcast 
on the Blood Red Channel.